Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by our Amazon Influencer Shop. Go to SewHere.com slash Amazon to shop all of our sewing recommendations. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm Zidi Donahue. And I just had to tell mom to put her needles away so we can talk about needles on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, well. <laughs> and I found out there was a needle I don't have. We're missing like, a needle. Yeah, and I'm really upset. I think we have one somewhere. Like, Well, that doesn't work I'll if find I don't know it. where it is. I'll find it for you. Yeah, okay, that'll well. be my Christmas present to you. It's an expensive oh, needle that you want. Yeah, it it's is. probably like five dollars. Oh wow! Six dollars for yeah. a needle. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it is. It, could, it is. It is. <laughs> Have we intrigued you yet? Are you wondering what we're talking about? <laughs> the needle that I am in search of is called a hem stitching needle, and actually, it it's not very descriptive of well, what it is. I mean, it it's descriptive of its function. Yeah, if you Versus know what hem like, stitching is. Well, and they call it a needle, and it's really two needles. What? Okay. Well, let's. Right. Yeah, let's kind of start from the very beginning here. We got a podcast request. Podcast request. Uh, that's my warm up. That's hard to think. <laughs> yes. Peter, Peter Piper picked, picked a pack, a pack of, of podcast requests. Yes. Okay, so we got a podcast request for twin needle. Uh, instruction or tips or whatever. Or whatever. Uh-huh. And so we're going to blow your mind today. There are several different types of twin needles. Uh, you know, I probably, it's probably limitless. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it didn't used to be. But now, you know, there there's ones that we use for wovens. There's ones that we use for stretch. There's ones that we use for jersey. It goes on and on. And there are and ones then, that you use like with metallic threads. Right. And so, ones, you know, yeah. in the past... We didn't have needles for metallic threads because we didn't have metallic threads. Right. We didn't have needles for that were called stretch needles because we, you know, our knits were double knits and they were only you know, they were like interlock. Yeah, right. They and they, jersey. you know, they didn't have spandex, you know, in mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. That that stretch knit was, you know, that stretch needle was made for those spandex. Right. You know, right. containing. Uh, Knits. So, you know, things evolve and evolve and evolve. And again, I would like to sort of repeat one of my little things about you can't break the rules till you know what the rules are about or till you know the rules. Because, you know, I, I have people saying, oh, you can't use a microtex on a 
a stretch or something like that or a span. But if you know the rules, you may go to a needle that's not specifically for a fabric or described for a fabric you're going to use. Um, so that I'm just saying that the, this can get rather involved. So knowing the basics is one thing. And deviating from the basics is another. And that's why we have this podcast. Right. So we can talk to you about things like needles. Right. So twin needles are, or double needles, twin and double needles are like the same thing. It's when you have two needles together mm -hmm. on one little, that's the area of the needle that goes into the machine is called the butt. Okay. So it's two needles on one butt. You needle butt, you. Yeah, needle yeah. butt. Uh, you can also have a triple needle, which is called a drilling needle as mm -hmm. well. So that's three needles. Um, and the twin needles can And that's come... the most I know of. And and I okay. guess like your hem stitching. Oh, you mean like the, the like highest... The highest, highest number of needles okay, on, on yeah. one bar that's on one, you know... But that goes up into your machine is three. I don't know of any that are there's any not more like a quad that. needle. Not or that a... I know <laughs> of. Okay, not that I know of. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's that drilling needle. The hem stitching needle that mom's talking about is a little special. It's a normal needle and a wing needle, which looks like it has wings. Right, together mm -hmm. on that same bar that's hooked to one butt. Uno butt. Always no one butt, butt, yeah. One butt, because there's only room for one butt in your sewing machine. That's right. Okay, and so uh, <laughs> your sewing machine, just like you, butt. only has uh -huh. one butt. <laughs> so we talked about how there are sewing different needle. needles for your fabrics and for your threads. But then, what else is uh, is a differentiating factor between ty types of twin needles? Mom's you mean size and like distance? Size and distance, yes, mm -hmm. yes. So you could have the size of the needle, which would actually be, you know, the diameter of the shaft like of the needle, right? The 80, piercing. 90. Right. Or 14, 10, how, yeah, whatever you go by for domestic versus European. Um, and then you have the distance that they are separated by. Yes. Okay. So that would be in millimeters. And that's really important, everybody. That's very important. <laughs> and it's very important to your machine yes. that you know how wide your the plate in your machine and in your foot will accommodate those needles. Now, if you don't know the size, it makes it hard to buy. Um, if you've got a needle and you don't know if you can put it in your machine, all you have to do is hold it up to those slots mm -hmm. and see if they work. And then I would insert it and I would hand walk it through. I've seen the widest needle I've seen is a four millimeter. And that's that's really what mom's going to yes. open her drawer. I'm you have, opening okay, the drawer. so opening the drawer, she's getting a little far away from the microphone because we're actually like sitting, she's sitting like at the needles. Um, I think four and I believe that five millimeters is a common limit to stitch width. Oh, is that a six? Uh, you know, I was going to say six, actually. That was a wide. It used to be, wide. honestly, the widest used to be a four, I'm sure. So five, five is a common stitch width limit, so you may want to check your machine. Well, and she's holding a six, okay, uh -huh. and so you're at the actual slot in your plate has to be wider than six. It needs to be seven. Right. Okay. So if you have a, a you know, a plate, a throat plate that has a six inch um, slot, 
right? Uh-huh. You're going to only be able to accommodate six millimeters. Fu- Sorry, six millimeter. what did I say? <laughs> you said inch, but oh, I six yes. millimeters <laughs> slot, right? You're only going to so if it's six, you'll only accommodate a five. Mom, you, you want to go down a millimeter? Uh, yeah, mom. I have got to share something with you that I had never noticed about these very wide needles. But the needles are staggered, kind of like they are on, like, your cover stitch machine. Yes. The one on the left is longer well, than the one on the right. Yes. Because of it, the... It's, it's lower. It's lower. It's lower because why? Because of the circular... Because the hook motion. goes past... Let, let me... The, oh, you asked me. Okay. Yeah, ask me. <laughs> it was rhetorical. You I have wanted a to answer myself. Okay. <laughs> Um, because gosh, the, I can't believe I have to live with this. Oh my gosh, the rounded motion of the hook system of your bobbin system, so cool. <laughs> Love it. Okay, sorry, just getting excited. So they're going down at the same time. You know, you don't have to. This is why you don't have to have your needle like different lengths depending on which position it's in when you only have one needle. Right. Okay. Um, but it's because they're going down there at the same time. I just think that's really cool. Um. Sorry for interrupting you. This is a so the way this needle's uh, labeled here, it says six comma zero. So that would be like in six. We point would zero. yeah, we would normally use a point over here in the U.S. versus a comma. Uh, six comma zero slash one hundred. So this is a it's a big this needle. Is a big no. I would say <laughs> that somebody might be top stitching on jeans with I, that I or would denim or whatever. Say so as well. Wouldn't you? Well, here's the other thing. You know why you noticed it on that? Because it's so big and so far away from each other. And it's going to be farther down. There'll be a bigger difference the farther apart they are. Absolutely. The closer together they are, the The difference will not be. Right. The height difference, you know, gets closer because they're passing, you know, in a closer place when that hook system goes by. I would say a more typical, like, double needle uh, distance Mm -hmm. that I see is more like 2.5 millimeters. Yeah. Yeah, Two to three. Um. Almost all machines nowadays would be able to have a have a four millimeter. So we, you know that yeah, at uh, least a four or five. At least a yeah. four, right? Now some of these, I mean, shoot, seven, nine. Yeah, I've there's seen. a nine. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's big there are big um, needle swings out there. So speaking of needle swing, uh, before we get to threading and all of that jazz, mom mentioned walking right. your. Um, Hand wheel, right? So that you can see how the twin needle is going to move. So when we say walking your needle through, we're we're taking we're doing this by hand mm-hmm. and taking the hand wheel and moving it toward us. So you right? can just install the needle. You install the needle or and, insert right, and you, you know, I would do it without fabric. Yeah, time. so I that would I can too. Oh, yeah, see I that I'm see. clearing very, very well. I don't even. I don't want to be close. I want to see a real clearance there. I would turn on my machine too. Yes. I would turn it on. Oh yes, especially if you have an electronic machine. Well, no matter what, because you want to have your straight stitch selected, yes. and you want it. You want the needle bar to be in the position where it's going to be. Some machines, like if you've been doing a zigzag and you turn mm-hmm. off your machine, it'll stay there. If you have a computerized machine and you turn it on, um, and I remember when we used to sell another brand of machine, we'd turn these machines on and they go, like right. for a second, and everybody would say, what's wrong? Or I turned my machine on and it made this awful sound. <laughs> um, what it's doing is it's calibrating itself. Right. It's putting itself, you know, where where it's supposed to go. So I'd have my machine on. I would select whatever stitch I plan on using because you don't just have to use a straight stitch. 
You can double needle with other stitches. Only if you have the room, though. That's right. And, and again, so, we're talking about a process of probably walking your stitch through. So that's what I'm saying. You right. choose the stitch you want, and then you walk it through. So no thread, no fabric, right. no nothing. If you have one of those narrower twin needles, you could experiment with some decorative stitching, maybe. Right. You could do a zigzag. I've actually used twin needles in embroidery mode. In machine embroidery, in yeah. In machine embroidery mode, Yeah, yes. you have mom is such a BA. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> if you've got line work, oh, and there are, I think there are embroidery designs that are, like, designed for. There might be now. Uh, twin uh-huh. needles, too. Um, so keep that in mind. So you'll want to walk that through. And I think the drilling So the needles, thing about the embroidery work uh-huh. versus the decorative stitch work, okay? Mm-hmm. So in decorative stitch work, your needle moves. Your needle moves back and forth, right? Yep. From right to re- left, right to left, in that slot in your throat plate. Yes. In embroidery work, it does not. It goes up and down. It's called punch work, basically. Right. So it just punches, punches, and it's your hoop that's making the side to side or up and down. So it can or, even be a little safer, quote unquote. Well, I'm just saying you you won't have the swing from right. side to side of your needle. It will you only have to make sure that it goes up and down. You know, it has um, enough clearance to go yeah, straight up and no, down. No, that's a really that's a really good point. I think the drilling needle, just in case anybody has one of those, I think it looks sometimes in some brands a little off. Like the that one butt that gets inserted into the machine, it might not be centered over the the center needle. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like over a little bit. Do you have one? Let's see. That one is centered over the center needle. Well, anyway, in case I've seen, I've seen twin needles where it looks a little off center. So don't be like surprised. It could be just how it's made because it's putting those needles over to the right. But the reason I bring this up is, but haha. You may not be able to use your, like, straight stitch to the left. Yes. Okay, with your twin needle, depending on its width. You may need to use your center-oriented straight stitch. Yes. A lot of machines will have two options for and, that. And I would always probably start out there. Yeah. If I was walking, you know, and make sure, oh, okay, that now, can I move my needle over and see if it'll do it? You know, I'm trying to decide why you would want it to go to one side or the other. And I don't know that there's – I can't yeah. think of – I can't particularly come up with a reason right now. Obviously, the not breaking your needles Unless your you were trying to use your zipper foot and put it in with a double needle. Well, yeah, not, okay, I, I, there I, you know. go. Yeah, you're, you're for some reason trying to stitch on the – you know, over to the side sure, of sure. a foot. I, I just – I haven't. I don't think I've done that. Okay. Well, I have not then. put a zipper in with a double needle. Okay. I think I haven't done that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My goodness, came up with something I haven't done. <laughs> I try not to laugh. I, 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 but I did think it up. There you go. Yes. Okay. So we've got these. We got these multiple needles on one butt and in one machine. In one machine. And you're used to sewing with one needle. What are you? And do? a top thread and a bottom thread. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden. You've got two needles and a bobbin. And what's going to happen? I don't know. Maybe we should take a little message break and come back and tell the good, fine listeners of this podcast. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by our Amazon Influencer Shop. That's right. All of our Amazon recommendations are in one place at sewhere.com slash Amazon. 
We've organized our stores list like lingerie sewing supplies, pressing tools, sewing reference books, and we're adding more all the time. Do you have a request for a list of our recommendations? Let us know and we'll put one together. When you purchase through our Amazon Influencer Store, Sew Here receives an affiliate commission at no extra cost to you. Help support the podcast while shopping our favorite items that make our sewing lives great. You can even tell your friends and family to shop from our store so that you get fabulous sewing goodies for the holidays. Go to SewHere.com slash Amazon to shop now. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Okay, so we established that you've got two top threads. How are you going to thread your machine? What do we need in order to make this twin needle thing work? Let's get set up for success. Okay. Well, a lot of machines have an auxiliary um, thread. Spool pin. Spool pin. Auxiliary spool pin. Right? So, you know, usually there's one sort of built into your machine that's always there. Uh-huh. And then a lot of times there's another one that can be placed in maybe there's a hole on top of your machine or it can be placed on your bobbin winder. There, You know, check your manual. That one that goes on the bobbin winder, man. Freaks you out, huh? Guess what you can do instead? Uh, yeah. Have a thread, thread lift. Oh, have a thread lift. Have a, have a, or Fred. Fred could stand there and Fred. hold it for you. Fred, would you hold my thread? Fred, you're only for in the next two, two or three hours while I Yeah, so. while, while we top stitch a zipper with a double Maybe needle. we should call. Instead of calling her, what does she call herself? Celery? Maybe we should call her a spool pin. A Fred lift. Okay. Poor Fred. Poor Fred. I hope you enjoy the abuse, Fred. Yes, yes. Um, so you, you can have a thread stand, a thread lift that you use in addition to whatever right. spool pin is on your machine. Or, like, if you are going to be using two gigantic cones of thread. As they are, if you're me, you just use lifts. two thread lifts. That's right. That's right. The ones with the iron bottoms, okay? Um, not not the plastic Yeah, metal ones. bottoms. The, the plastic bottoms. I, I send it flying across the room. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I... I'm not a yeah, I'm not a fan. If if it's what you got, it's what you got and it's better than nothing, but I really love the metal ones so much better. Okay, so you need to have two places for your threads to freely flow. That's right. You don't want them getting tangled before they get into the machine. They should be separated before separated. they go through the first thread guide. And before they go through any freaking thread guides, raise your presser foot. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I'm just going to Throw this in there, okay? So when you're using a thread lift, it can be off to the side of your machine or like to the side back of your machine. And um, you never, ever want to let a thread get wrapped around your hand wheel or your flywheel or whatever you may call it. Amen. 
we have had people come in for repair and had an entire spool or cone of thread wrapped around their fly their hand wheel flywheel whatever whatever you refer to it and that stops your machine <laughs> eventually <laughs> yes it will um and the I think how this happens oftentimes is when you're dealing with more than one thread or someone will be using a thread lift and they just sort of they snap and they leave snap it, it yeah. and leave it and then it flies in there because actually that whirring sort of sucks it down or they lay a spool like up on the top of the machine where there's mm -hmm. a little, you know, place well, to do or it or something. something. Yeah. So those threads, man, they can cause some trouble. Oh, yeah. We've had somebody... You know, I remember somebody like melted the plastic because the yes. friction was so yeah, great. Yeah, the yeah. friction wind up being so great, and she didn't realize it till it stopped. Right. A lot of people don't. So you are going to have your two spools where they are, and then, uh, you know, on your thread lift, on your auxiliary spool pins, whatever. And then there are a lot of different recommendations for threading your machine for a twin needle. Okay. Yes. We will share how we do it. If you find other things on the internet, Give them a try. I will share how I learned it, and now I will share how I do it now. That's great. How's I, that? So how did you learn it? I learned, and I learned on, you know, um, a mechanical machine, uh -huh. basically. Yeah. Okay. And it had, like, a tension disc with a disc in the middle. So there were two sides of that disc that you could place a thread on. Uh-huh. Correct? Yes. And I was taught to thread down one side of the tension disc and into the needle, and then down the other side of the tension disc and into the other needle. Okay. Okay, but then when I would get a three needle, drilling or needle, a yeah. drilling needle, that triple needle, they would say, well, just put two together. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, okay. anyway, <laughs> for years, I threaded separately, you know, one on one side, one on the other, and if it was a third needle, then I would go back and get, you know, the third thread and, and, and put it through all individually, mm -hmm. right? And every time I threaded, I used those principles of the presser foot was up, I kept my thread taut, right? I threaded like I was uh, flossing my teeth is what I usually talk about, and, you know, was very cognizant of where those threads were going and nothing else. The, I wasn't popping the other threads out. Right, right. 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 Okay. Always worked for me. Never had a problem. Okay. Okay. And then all of a sudden we got these machines where we couldn't see, yeah, even see, see the tension, the tension disc. disc, right? Uh -huh. We couldn't tell where we were or on what side or what. And it said, take both threads in your ha hand, you know, and thread them. with <laughs> some tension, like yeah. you're flossing your teeth again. And thread at the same time, and I'm like, well, this just shoots everything I ever thought I knew or mm -hmm. how wise I was and what I've been teaching people because I taught people the way I learned and the way that was successful for me. Right. Okay? And then I tried this new way, and it works too. And it's fine. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, hopefully your threads are not twisted. You keep them sort of flat and next to each other and go, and, and they'll work. I must say that yeah. I thread, I thread it, I thread them separately. Okay. Um, but I, I don't, don't try to go yeah. around some different sides of attention discs, right? Right. I don't nope. do that. So even though I thread them separately, that's how I, I guess do it. what I do is I sort of hold them, you know, straight and together. Yes. Yeah, so and then twist. I thread. So I'm trying. I'm trying not to twist them. Now mm -hmm. they probably would even become untwisted. Right, I would think. Right. But I, you know, I want it to work. Okay. There are some. I'm not even going to detail them here. But if you 
see anything like beyond this, like super duper fussy, I I kind of question it. Okay, follow the thread guides on your machine, but I've seen some weird things out oh, there. People telling them to and do weird stuff. The yeah, there's another recommendation. Go out back, kill a chicken, <laughs> come back in. You know, spin around five. Boil times. eye of newt, and then thread your machine, and it'll work. The one thing I have seen that I I do believe I disagree with is there's normally a thread guide right above your needle. Yes. Okay. And some people will tell you to, to put, skip it. To oh. put one thread in there. Oh, and one And then not. skip the other yeah. one. So, um, And I don't recommend that. In fact, and the reason I don't recommend it is because I've seen what happens when people skip that thread guide with one needle. Or, excuse me, with one thread. Right. And one needle. Well, yeah, one needle. We're talking right. about double needles. Right. <laughs> I thought I'd thought I'd misspoke, but I hadn't. Uh, that, on the baby locks, there's like a spring there. And it truly keeps the thread in place. Your machine is meant to sew using all of its guides. Yeah. So unless your manufacturer says something different, your machine is made to use all of the guides. I, okay. And that's what you should do. Now, if it doesn't work and maybe you have to try and skip it, go ahead. But the guide is there for a reason. And it also puts a certain amount of tension yeah. on that thread. It really okay? does regulate the feed. You know, it. Absolutely. That's better than saying tension. Regulate the feed. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, so. Well, here's another trick, Mallory. Uh-huh. Your threads don't have to be the same kind of thread. What? I have threaded. Stop whispering. You think you're, I have uh, threaded. You it's think a secret. Yeah, she's she's sharing it's a juicy a sewing. This is a secret. Don't tell anybody else. <laughs> Only the people that listen to this podcast will ever know this information. Okay, so I have put a metallic thread in one needle, right? Yes. And maybe a rayon or, or polyester shiny mm -hmm. embroidery thread in the other because a lot of times this is decorative work. Sure, sure. Uh, often it can be, and. It works, and it works if I use the, the needle, <laughs> the right, the needle, but and I use oh. need to use the needle for the yes. that works for the metallic thread. Yes, yes, right. So I'm 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 over needling. Defer to for the more the, finicky fiber, right, 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 yeah. right. So I need that bigger eye, you know, longer, and and eye. yeah, and, and the you know bigger groove or whatever, and you know, scarf. In the needle to accommodate my metallics. And then I'd say you need to use the same weight or lighter in your bobbin, okay, uh, especially for uh, decorative stitching. If you are top stitching, you know, for more of a, what do I want to say, like if you're top stitching on jeans for more durable effect or something, yeah, I'd say use the same weight or lighter. Now, maybe... We haven't we haven't even talked about sewing specifically with a double needle yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. It does give you two lines of stitching, it by the way. It gives you two lines of stitching. All right, double needle. What it, we talked about here, bobbin. I said something about bobbin. Segue into bobbin. It gives you two lines of stitching, but it, not on the bottom. What's it look like on the bottom? So what you're going to get on the bottom is you're going to get a thread, a bobbin thread that's going back and forth between those two stitching lines. So it often looks. Very similar to a zigzag on the bottom. So it looks zigzaggy on the bottom. Mm -hmm. This is why the double needle is useful in top stitching knits, like That's right. hemming knits. Okay, because it it remains unstable basically, okay. so, and in a knit it's unstable. Well, okay, I don't I don't know if this is necessarily wrong or right. It's just something I don't do, but this is my instinct. 
I don't want that zigzag on the back of my woven garment. I don't use a double needle to top stitch woven garments. You just I, stitch I two do lines. I two lines of stitching. Like if I, like on my jeans, uh-huh. people will like top stitch uh-huh. their seams with right. a double needle. And I'm like, I don't, Well, there's an- I want lock th- stitches. I was going to say, and there's another reason to do that because- because if one um, line starts to give way or fray or, right. or whatever, you have the other line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not really a double line of stitching. I'm not saying that, like, your garment's going to blow up, but that is sort of just my, you know, it's what I come by with my stitching instincts, okay? Exactly. That's, does that make sense? So when you, know? you use the double needle mm-hmm. in a knit, what yes. happens is you have two lines of stitching, and with and we're talking straight stitch. Yes. So we're talking straight stitch right now. So if you stitch that straight stitch with the two uh, lines of thread on top and then the one on the bottom, you will be able to stretch and that that hem and it will recover back. It and should... it will mock a cover stitch. Yeah. Whereas if you had done two lines of straight stitching on a knit hem and then you stretch it, it'll pop because mm-hmm. your straight stitch doesn't stretch. When right. I, you know, I used to, before I had a cover stitch machine, I was doing um, uh, alterations and I would try to, of course, re, if I had to hem someone's clothing that mm-hmm. was a knit, I would try and mock whatever it was done. And I often, often used, you know, a double needle because that's what I was cutting off. That's right. That's right. So the double needle can help you mock a cover stitch uh, on those knits. Now, tips for sewing on knits. With a double needle? You don't need a walking foot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I made that clear. Did, you? Oh, okay. did I make that clear? Maybe we recorded a whole podcast oh. on that. Um, okay, you don't you don't need a walking foot. The other thing is use a long stitch length. When I say long, you're going over to your sewing machine, you're choosing a straight stitch, and your sewing machine straight stitch was meant to seam together wovens. Right. So it's often on like a two point five millimeter right. length. Or if it's Domestic, it'll say 12 inches per stitch or whatever. Stitches per inch. Yes, whatever I said. 12 inches Kind of that. 12 inches. Doom, doom, big old stitches. That'd be a foot-long stitch, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Boom, boom. Just skiing through. Yes, so that's good because if you have, often on older machines, it'll say, you know, SPI, stitches per inch. Right. Okay. You want fewer stitches per inch, okay? That would mean a longer stitch. Means it's got to be a bigger number. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, or if you've got stitches per inch, it's a smaller. No, stitches per inch. You you want you want fewer. Yeah, smaller number. Jeez, why did why did you bring this up? <laughs> I already said that. So the the the, the numbers two point five mean what? Two point five millimeters long. That's how long your stitch is. Okay, right. you want it to be like three point five or four. Right. And if you have stitches per inch, you're getting tw- it, the number 12 means 12 stitches per inch, right? Okay, so the, so if you want a basting stitch or a longer a, a longer stitch, yeah, right? Yeah, you want a lower. Yeah, I number. already said yeah. that. Okay, yeah. let's, I'm just making sure they got it. Let's the confusing. Okay. I'm just making sure they got it. Okay. <laughs> It was like, on an SPI, you would want up. like an eight, probably. Okay, eight. No. There we go. Yeah, go to a 3.5 or a 4. Always test, yeah. right, Mom? Test, test, test. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Someday you... if I meet you all in person, I'll tell you what I really say. But go ahead. Uh, yes. 
So that that would be a reason to come see Mallory in, in some of our guest spots. Yeah, there we I go. Will, I will tell you all the nasty terms You'll I have. You'll get to ZD Unfiltered. That yeah, will be what our go. live shows there are called. Go. Okay? Sewing out loud. ZD, ZD Unfiltered. unfiltered. Um, so ZD Unhemmed. Unhemmed in, not hemmed in. Sorry, I'll do the brainstorming session. CD raveling. These these lar- <laughs> these larger stitches allow for more stretch and more flexibility. Right. Okay, this is what we recommend on our cover stitching. In fact, the cover That's stitching right. podcast we just released. You know, I we go all the way to, up I was to a just, four. I was just thinking about this while we were just talking about this. Topic. Have I ever? <laughs> Used any stitch like other than four on my cover stitch. I don't I even always, know. I just I always know. bring it up. I think I've probably done a three before. No, I've I've done it and I didn't like it. And one time you told when you told me that you did a four all the time, I was like, oh my god, that's just what I'm doing from now on. And then it's my life's been so much happier. Yeah. Okay, longer stitch on the knits. Also, this is one of my favorite tips. Okay, I'm waiting for this. Avoid back stitching. With yes. your double needle. Yeah. You don't need to nope. with these tips. So if you're going <laughs> in the round, if you're if you're hemming in the round, you're gonna stitch over previous stitching, and that really should secure it. Yes. Okay. Or if you really do need to backstitch somewhere, you could lower your stitch length. Right. Okay. You go down to like a two or like a 1.5 and you could do just a couple stitches in that shorter stitch length. Or you can go to a zero and do a couple stitches in place actually. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is think carefully if you need to backstitch at all. This is when you're sewing anytime. Right. If it's going to get... If you if the end of your seam like where you're starting is going to get sewn closed up, or sewn like over. on jeans, right. um, I I saw this discussion happening about back stitching on jeans. The only place where I could think you'd have to do that is on the, like when you're applying the pockets, like when you're top stitching the yoke, when you're doing the crotch, when you're doing all of that. Yeah, on it's most all garments, get it's just like in the hemming seaming. is where you need to worry yes, about it. Yes, right. so just think about that. You don't always. You don't always need to backstitch, and that can – there's just a lot of threads going on. It can cause some issues. And when you do begin stitching, raise your presser foot and pull out some tails. Right. And you could just hold them gently off to your left, okay? Like I'm, I'm kind of going like at a 45 she's, degree. She's doing this. I'm watching her hand to motions. To the angle uh, of, the, of the needle. She's she's just very eloquent in how she's doing her Thank hand you. motions here. Thank you. Yeah. So, so – <laughs> You're gently holding those off to the side as you begin stitching to give yourself a nice start there. Um, But once again, you're good to – oh. Now, people will say, I've tried this over and over on my machine, and it doesn't work. And here's what I want to tell you. I don't know what to say (laughs) because I – and I've had people bring their machines into me. It doesn't work, and I thread it, and it works. So I don't know where people are going wrong. I I think I just don't know. Yeah, it might be safe to say like it, they're just getting frantic about it or something. There are these wacko double needle <laughs> routines on the internet uh, that people recommend, and I've just like not following that thread guide. And then you get all unregulated. And then you get a bird's nest, and then you're all unhappy. Okay, or. They say to put it on either side of that tension disc, and yeah. someone doesn't get their thread in the tension. That's right. Yeah, bad news bears. Right. And then you got another problem. Right. I think that's what happens. Also, you know, a straight stitch with like one needle thread and one bobbin thread, that's not really always the best way to see if you have good tension on your machine in the first place. The 
you know, I've seen people, they're straight stitched. Okay, it looks okay. Mm -hmm. It's fine for two pieces of cotton that are going to get made into a quilt. But you start to zigzag with that, and then that stress is pulling up bobbin thread, and it's doing stuff that it shouldn't be doing. So that's why when a service person stitches out on your machine after they've serviced it, they don't just do a straight stitch on a piece of woven fabric. That's right. I think people have crappy tension to start off with from poor threading or a poorly maintained machine, perhaps. These are my theories, okay? Um, Don't use your needle threader, your automatic needle threader, when you are using a twin needle. Well, it won't find, (laughs) I can tell you this, it won't even find the needle. Maybe it'll find one of them. But it might bend your threader. That's the problem. Oh, you will be so sad. Yeah, uh, so so don't do that. I I just wanted to get that in while I remembered it. because if you think about it, it's not in the correct position yeah, anymore. It's it, not in a midline position. Yeah, it's not It's not going to do the right. right thing for you. So um, don't do that. But, yeah, I think people start off with with poorly. I, I think what you're saying should go for almost anything in sewing because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we'll see this sometimes in our Facebook groups or, or whatever where somebody's like, well, this is wrong with my machine. And then people start saying, do this and this and this and this and this. No, no, you can only do one thing at a time to figure out what's wrong. If you start changing all these factors, you you, you, ju- you get in deeper. And you man, just get in deeper. It is the our experience of troubleshooting so many machines that it is often a threading error. Yep. And I don't I'm not saying that in any kind of like personal way as in like I never have threading errors. I totally do. The first thing we do is rethread. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, something's wrong." I was not one reason thorough we, one with reason my bobbin we, One reason we threading. can preach this is we've lived it. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, you know, I mean, and you know, I've done as much as changed my thread. Yeah. Used a different thread if I have a problem. But usually if I have a problem, I can rethread or I can look at my bobbin. You know, and there are things like a bobbin can just be wound wonky and that will give you a lousy stitch. Yeah, the, the thing. simple things can be wrong. Your sewing experience is never going to be trouble-free. Like, right. CD, you, you're human. I mean, I, I'll, I'll speak well, for myself. Well, mine is, but okay. no. Yeah, no. right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll speak for myself here. You know what's funny? I have yeah. trouble. I will have – hold on. Let me let me finish. Yeah. I, I know your ZD's got Go her mouth open. <laughs> she's, she's ready to – I do not. She's ready to tell I do her not. story. She's lying. I will have experiences where threads are getting tangled or, you know, something does not go through the machine the way I wanted it to. But I know those steps to troubleshoot, which we've done a troubleshooting podcast. So it's not that, like, everything always goes smoothly from point A to Z. Well, I think what I I have done thing. I I think sometimes if something goes wrong for me, a lot goes wrong. And what it is is I have somehow failed in following my rules or technique. Your your preparation. Right, right. It's like, well, I'm not holding this fabric right. Or, you know, I didn't do this. And how much stuff is there to consider in sewing? A lot. Well, now, and and there's always more because, again, like I said, advancements in technology, Mm -hmm. which means you've got New kinds of machines, new kinds of needles, new <laughs> kinds of threads, new kinds of fabrics. So, like, they haven't you know, come, all those things are new. They haven't come up with a new tree in like millions what of kind years, of tree? right? I mean, like, if you're woodworking, you're not like, oh, oh a new type, like of a new tree. type of wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you said tree, I was going to say, yeah, there's new Christmas to? trees. No. You like, know, you know, now the lights come on the trees. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. So 
It's not like, you know, oh, you're working with pine, right. you're working with mahogany. You're, work, you're working with the hardwood or softwood, yeah. and you got this gouging tool, and you got a saw, and you got a, you know, piece of, I mean, and you're they're always all, cutting pretty the consistent. Like, you know. there is no spandex tree. <laughs> <laughs> Although there's these metal palm trees that I would like to have by my, oh my, God. By my pond. If Zidi, um, if, if we ever really, really take off here, and Zidi... Sells, Decks the place out. Sells me the business and just lives, you know, off the profits or whatever. She will have the most gigantic marble and metal lawn ornaments that you ever did see. They she will be. Like, they will be called this, sculptures. There was this big giraffe. Yeah, it's gonna be like a sculpture park out sculpture here. Sculpture garden. <laughs> That's what it is. Forget growing food or having goats or <laughs> anything right. like that. There's going to be a big gigantic metal lion and a big, right. you know, palm, two palm big, tree. Two big, two big, yeah, palm and two tree? big Great Dane statues, okay. like you know, like monuments at the beginning of my driveway. Just in case you wondered what ZD's like, you know, those places by the side. Of the, I don't know if this is the like concrete a places, Midwest thing. Yeah, the concrete places. The ZD's. They weakness. have like molded concrete statues. <laughs> I like those places. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try not make fun of me. Try not to laugh too much into the microphone. I'm sure it's annoying. Um, yeah, you kind of cackle, crying. you know. I'm crying. You know, you kind of. I do cackle. my wheezing thing. She also has a machine gun laugh where she goes. <laughs> I guess I don't do that as much anymore. I don't think so. But you know the wheezing that I do, like the. <laughs> okay, that started after I got pregnant with Zelda. I never did that before I had a baby. Well, it's her fault then. Yeah, so that's okay, why I blame it on her. That's why I wheeze sometimes. Okay. I thought it would be over when I delivered her. Nope. <laughs> It's great to have children. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's our that's our discussion of twin needles. Now well, we we talked a lot more about he, the prep than the yeah <laughs> we did. So I the one thing I want to talk about yeah. with the hem stitching needle is that there is a straight needle and a wing needle, and they refer to that as the hem stitch. There needle, we go. Good right? ending. No no no. no. no go ahead. And what go I want to say is this is this is this needle is used in um, heirloom heirloom sewing. And it needs, in order for it to have its proper effect, because it makes a hole with that wing needle and it gives you a certain look, it needs to be done on um, an organic, not organic, but a um, natural fiber. Plant. It could be organic, I guess. I think but it's it, supposed to be plant-based, too. Like, not... It, 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 no, like, silk, silk, silk cotton silk linen. An animal silk fiber. cotton linen is what it works on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, open and kind of an open weave, like a Batiste or something. Well, it right? doesn't have to be open because that needle opens it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Okay, great. It's great. not not a heavy, maybe not heavy, <laughs> not, not heavy. A light fabric, yes. <laughs> My God, I can't even control. Maybe her. maybe we'll do a hem stitching podcast. Yeah, next. maybe maybe I'll do one by myself, and then I won't get interrupted. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we are um, excited to keep bringing you podcasts. It's almost 2019. So, um, unbelievable. Yeah. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at so here com. If you want to email me, you can email me at mallory at so here.com. ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit so here.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. 
From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah. 